Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Make That Money Honey. Just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that has left a five-star review and has written me a review. Super exciting. I woke up to a message this morning that my podcast had hit number 44 in Canada for investing and number 109 in Canada for business. So thank you so much. If you haven't left a review yet, it would be super, super appreciated. Reviews are great for the ratings, but also to be able to reach more people so that they can hear awesome content and can resonate with me and potentially get me paid. So today we're going to be talking about a great topic that I know affects people across all industries, and that is procrastination. Procrastination is one of the major contributors to our self-esteem and our business success. And not only that, but it really prevents us from feeling that sense of accomplishment because we are often procrastinating things that we know are super important. We don't necessarily like doing them or we're allowing fear to hold us back. So I really want to talk about this topic today because I know that for myself personally, this was something that was hindering my ability to launch my business for about 12 months. And when I looked at some of the reasons why I was procrastinating, I was in my coaching course earlier this year and we were talking about procrastination and how it affects us and why we do it. And one of the main reasons that we do it is because we fear screwing up. We fear that if we start it, and we don't do it well, we're going to fail or it's going to be a waste of time. So we just don't start in general. Now, some of the key reasons that we procrastinate is not just fear of failure, but also fear of judgment from others. We don't know how it's going to be taken if we try something new or if we put ourselves out there. So we procrastinate and procrastinate because we just don't know how it's going to be accepted. We also tend to wait for the perfect conditions to get started. So when I have this amount of money, when I have no debt, when my kids are in school, when my husband is more helpful around the house, there are so many different reasons and you can justify any reason under the sun to make it the perfect condition to get started. But I'll give you a word of advice from experience is there's never a perfect time to get started. The perfect time to get started is now. We have this personality where we think that, you know, when we have more, things will be better. 
And it just doesn't work like that. If you want to have more, you got to go out there and get it. You got to be prepared to take risks, to take action and stop just preparing to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. Because we are notorious as human beings of getting ready to do something. And what I mean by this is, for example, when I was launching my coaching business, I was like, I need to learn web design, I need to learn Photoshop, I need to learn coaching, I need to learn sales and marketing and blah, 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 and I need to take all these courses and invest all this money to learn all these different things so that I can truly be ready and have every single tool in my belt before I start. But here's the thing, you're never going to have all the tools in your belt. You're never going to have a perfect resume. You're never going to have all of the abilities that you think you need in order to have a perfect business. Because the thing about business is that it's constantly changing and you just need to start. So whatever it is that you want to do, whether you want to make a career change, if you want to start a podcast or launch your business website, you don't need to be in this circle loop of perfectionism where you think that you need to do more before you actually begin. When you start, you will figure out what it is that you need to learn. When I first started learning my website, it was so daunting to, to just figure out which platform. I was like, I don't know what platform to use. There's Squarespace, there's Wix, there's WordPress, there's, you know... I could get a a professional coder to create one. And I just froze because there were too many options out there. And I was like, okay, because I don't know how to do this, I'm just going to ask all these different people what website to host platform they used. And everybody gave me different feedback about different platforms. They told me that the one they were on was the best one. And I went into paralysis again because I was like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. What if I make the wrong decision about my web website platform? Then I'll be doomed. Guess what I did? I started a website with Squarespace. I built the website And I was like, yeah, this is a pretty cool website. And then I tried making some adjustments to some of the themes. And I was just like, frig, I can't get this to move. I can't do that and whatever. And then somebody else was like, oh, well, why don't you try Wix? And by the way, these are not sponsored. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to plug in anything here. But somebody else was like, oh, why don't you try Wix? You can do way more with Wix. And I was like, oh, but I already put in so much work into Squarespace. I had fully launched my website at that point. And I was like, oh, I put so much work into the Squarespace. I don't want to restart because it was such a waste of time otherwise. And I was sitting fiddling around with Squarespace, trying to figure out how to get all these things to work that just weren't working. And then I eventually was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to try Wix. Sure enough, I tried Wix and it was capable of doing all of the things that I wanted it to do. And so I was like, why was I so hesitant about making this switch? Was it my ego? Was it that I feel like I failed the first time because I screwed up on choosing which platform it was? Was it because I thought it was a waste of time? But at the end of the day, nothing is a waste of time if you learn something. I learned that I needed more out of a website platform that was that was available to me. And now 
I know how to run a fully functional website on Wix, make all of my own edits to my website. And yes, it took me a long time. Yes, I had to do it twice, but I figured it out. And there were certain things within Wix that I didn't know how to do. And so guess what I did? I watched YouTube videos and I figured it out and I trial and errored and it eventually was just like skill after skill after skill was built on top of each other. And then guess what happened? My website was fully functional and I was up and running and then I had this dream of launching my podcast and then deer in the headlights again, I was like, holy crap, this is so overwhelming. I have no idea where to get started. So I took three different podcast courses. I went online and I researched podcast courses. I found out that two of my friends who are very well-renowned coaches, both launched podcast courses. I watched every single video, took every single note, did all the research on all the podcast platforms, and then I froze. And I froze and I ordered the best possible mic. I, I did all the research about the mic as well. And then I just sat there and I didn't record my first podcast for about four weeks after I had taken these courses because I had this fear. I was like, what if I screw up? What if nobody listens? What if I don't know how to talk to myself on a podcast for 20 minutes? And I sound like mumbo jumbo and I'm saying, uh, and, and, and long pauses and fumbling over my words and all these things. And, you know, this negative self-talk of what if I can't do it came into my head. What if I get judged by people because they're like, oh, this podcast sucks or, oh, I already knew that or this information is so boring or so unuseful or whatever. It's like, okay, great. Then this is just not the podcast for them. This is just not going to resonate with everybody. My voice is not going to resonate with everybody. The content that I post might be too beginner for some people, or I might go off on tangents and some people's ADD might kick in and then they jump into another podcast because they want to learn something more interesting. And you know what? That's okay. It doesn't mean I failed at launching a podcast because not everybody wants to listen to it. Not all of your friends and family are going to be completely on board with everything that you do. Some people are not going to understand your career moves. Some people are not going to be interested in the content that you post on your website. They're not going to be wanting to read your book or listen to your podcast or join your coaching program or join some fitness boot camp that you're doing. And you catch my drift here, right? But the thing is, is if you're waiting to get to a point where you have all of the information to appeal to every single person out there and to have every single one of your family and friends on board with what you're doing, you will be waiting forever. And at some point, you just have to pull the trigger and say, I'm perfectly imperfect. I don't really know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm willing to learn and adapt as I go. And I just want that to sink in for a second. I'm willing to start, I'm willing to adapt, and I'm willing to learn as I go. Not everything has to be perfect for you to be successful. I know that my hundredth podcast is going to be completely different from my first episode. I know that the way that I speak, the way that I edit, everything is going to be different. I will probably 
plan them. Like right now, I'm not planning my solo podcasts. I just pick a topic and I go on a tangent and I talk about it into the microphone and I'm usually staring at my screen looking at my emails popping up as I'm recording. So there are so many things that I could always improve on. I've taught myself sound editing and then I sent my podcast to somebody else to sound edit and it came back 10 times better. And I was like, damn it, why can't I sound edit like this? My podcasts don't sound nearly the same when I edit it myself. But you know what? Who cares? There's no person on the end of a podcast that's going, Oh my God, I heard that tiny little fuzzy noise in the background. This is a terrible podcast. Same thing with you and whatever it is that you're doing. We have this fear that people are judging us with a fine tooth comb about every single thing that we do. And because of it, it holds us back from taking massive action towards working towards our goals in our life. And it's not just about working towards goals, but it's even about taking small steps in your personal life, in your, you know, fitness journey, in your health. You think that you need to have 10 out of 10 success in order to be successful. And unless you're ready to get that 10 out of 10 success, you're not going to start. And so what I really want you to understand here with procrastination is that it's not ever going to be the right time. It's not ever going to be the right time to start a fitness challenge or to start a weight loss program or to start your website. The time is now. It doesn't matter how long it takes you as long as you keep chipping away at it. Because what's more important than the perfect time is the consistency. You need to be showing up on a regular basis towards whatever it is that you're working towards and the little steps in commitment, the relentless commitment to learning and improving and making mistakes and adjusting and adapting and not quitting is much more important to you than waiting for the perfect time. Or same thing with investing. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to wait until I have $10,000 until I start investing. And it's like, no, you don't need $10,000 to start investing. You need like $100 to start investing. And even if you're only adding $50 a month to it, it's all compounding. And at first your returns might be $1 every three months, or it might be $5 in your first month. But guess what? $5 is $5 that you didn't have before. And every time you add to it, it's the same as any other thing in your life. Every time you take one step forward, you are one step closer to reaching your goal. And the step doesn't have to be a three foot leap. It just has to be three inches in front of the last foot. And it's so funny because so many people have this fear of starting to learn how to invest and they're like, okay, well, I don't know anything, so I don't want to risk losing all my money, so I'm not going to start. So then they sit on this cash in their bank account for months and months and months and they just wish that it was growing, but they don't know how. And there are so many free resources out there. And I have another podcast about the common mistakes that beginners make when they're starting investing. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. 
But when I encourage people to start investing, I just want you to understand that it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. And same thing when it comes to procrastinating your goals. When you get started, you just have to understand that everybody starts somewhere. Nobody got to be a millionaire when they came out of the womb. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people are born into really wealthy families. But we're talking about personal success here because personal success feels good. Getting an inheritance, sure, it might feel good for a moment or winning the lottery, it'll feel good. And most people that come into financial situations like that end up blowing it within the first five years because they haven't earned it and they don't have the same value of money as other people that have had to earn their way up there. So, and this is obviously not for everybody, but in most cases, the people that have self-made their financial success, their business success, have a complete understanding and respect for their work ethic that they know that they had to do the long, hard hours at the start of their business. And they had to throw themselves in the deep end and make mistakes, learn from their mistakes, and then push forward. Because if you talk to any successful entrepreneur, if you talk to anyone who has started their own business or has created something from nothing, I will tell you that the amount of hours and dedication that they have put into whatever it is that they're starting, and especially unpaid hours, is astronomical. The same thing goes for when you are learning a new skill or something that is going to progress you in your life, whether it's podcast editing, sound editing, photo editing, video editing, learning a language, learning an instrument, learning how to do your own accounting, whatever it is. We as a society are notoriously impatient and we expect results to happen overnight. And we expect that the minute we finish this $3,000 course, that our life is going to magically change. But I will tell you, that's not how life works. People that are learning to progress all the time and we can sometimes get into this progression trap where we want to keep studying, we want to keep learning, getting better and getting better and getting better at all of the things that we already know how to do. But the problem is, is that when you focus so much on getting better, you're not actually taking action into putting what you're learning into practice. And when you start taking action, It doesn't have to be massive action. Like I mentioned before, it doesn't have to be a three foot leap. It just has to be three inches in front of the previous foot in order to learn something. And the biggest thing that holds us back is this fear of not doing it right, right? We're thinking, oh, we're not going to do it right. This podcast is not going to be right. Our friends are not going to think it's good enough. And so we, we sit in this paralysis And we think that the only way to get out of this paralysis is to do more courses and to learn more things so we can feel better equipped. But I can tell you from my own personal experience, the only thing that is going to make you better equipped to, to the success that you want to achieve is by giving it a try. So 
When we look at procrastination, there are a couple different uh, types of procrastinators. So I'm just gonna quickly go through that now. So you may wanna take some notes in this next section and under each category, you can put a little tick or a little one if you hear something that resonates with you and then go back and listen to this particular characteristic so that you can relearn and re-listen to how to manage it. So the first characteristic of perfectionism is the obsessive idealist. So the descriptors for this particular characteristic is judgmental of others and themselves. They often wait for the perfect conditions to get started. They tend to have an all or nothing type of personality. They are very neat and controlled. They desire to be flawless and that makes them very anxious. Out of all the procrastination types, they usually have the most exhaustion and are most prone to depression. They are addicted to the adrenaline of leaving things until the last minute, even if they don't finish on time. They like to argue and they like to be right. And now we're gonna look at how to shift from the obsessive idealist into creation. So don't aim for the impossible. Instead, aim for good, great, or excellent. Start each day with a task list of only two to three things. Slightly lower the expectations you have on yourself and on others around you. Practice living more in the present and finding deep, meaningful, and emotion behind your goals rather than making decisions that are always so logical. So that is the characteristics for obsessive idealist. Now we're going to look at the big shot. So the characteristics of the big shot are their dreams are so big, it paralyzes them from achieving it. They have big ideas, but usually don't have a well thought out strategy to achieve it. They mask their low self-esteem with fancy words of big things on the horizon. They move from project to project a lot, intoxicating themselves with new ideas and dreams with no solid plan to fulfill them. They avoid problems and responsibilities that are necessary to become successful, and they will abandon a project if they think a bigger option is in reach. Now, how to shift the big shot into creation? is make sure you aren't just casting visions for the external things such as money and significance. Instead, shift your focus to the creation itself about who you are becoming and what you are learning. Focus on creating big habits for success before you focus on big goals. Learn to produce in time frames. Learn to love the dark and light parts of yourself. That was a great one. Okay, now we're going to go into the dreadhead. The characteristics of the dreadhead. They love the familiar and predictable and prefer to stay in their comfort zone as often as possible. Out of all the procrastination types, they usually have the most anxiety. They tend to be fidgety and struggle with focus, and they have trouble changing, deciding, and committing They tend to have challenges getting started, especially in sales and marketing. They often spend time in the what ifs instead of trying to take action. 
So how do we shift into creation for the dreadhead? Make sure you get out more and don't stay isolated for days on end. This is typically more of the introverted type. Practice physical activities that will loosen your body up and challenge yourself to do small but new things every day so you can slowly build up to bigger tasks. Practice vulnerability and focus on the present and create from that place rather than the what ifs based off your past. So that was for the shift into creation for the dreadhead. Now we're going to look at the radical defiant. The characteristics of the radical defiant is that they do more to create conflict than they do to produce. They come across suave and clean, but have a lot of emotional chaos in the background. They don't want to go through the process. They just want the payoff and they don't respect others' systems and strategies. They are obsessive compulsive. They break down emotionally from their built-up frustration of procrastination. They use the anger and resentment they have within as a way to strong arm others so that they can win. So we're going to go into the creation. Write a forgiveness letter to yourself and to others you feel you need to forgive. Choose collaboration over conflict and know that this is a powerful way for you to create progress in your life instead of trying to take the world on by yourself. Practice more responsibility in your own life. Expect good things to happen to you and let your guard down. Now we're going to go into the drama junkie. Now there's only two more. So the drama junkie. They are chronic procrastinators who wait until the pain is great enough to perform because of how lazy and how entitled they feel. They are addicted to their feelings and chase entertaining distractions in high pressure times. Realistic or practical is boring to them and they prefer to be idealistic. They struggle with balance and consistency as they struggle with creating structure in their life. They easily become exhausted and overwhelmed because of all their bottled up emotions. How do we shift the drama queen into creation? Practice visualizing what your life would look like if you were living drama free. What would it feel like to be a producer rather than a procrastinator? Find a vision that is bigger than your problems. Practice looking at the stress you have as energy instead and channel it into creation. Words create worlds. Start changing the way you speak so that your language becomes less dramatic. And I know there are a lot of people out there. So these people are the constant complainers, the constant self-pityers, the constant... Never, you know, the world is coming down on me and we all know these people. The angry altruist is our last one. So the characteristics of the angry altruist is they tend to give, 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 but their giving often comes from a need for approval and to avoid the pain of rejection. They overwhelm themselves with giving so much, they paralyze themselves into procrastination. 
They tend to give us so much that they attract someone who doesn't receive and then they feel resentful. Service becomes their identity with no balance and very little production. This ultimately turns into an addiction. They often feel resentful if they are not recognized for their service. So how do we shift the altruist, the angry altruist into creation? Determine your top priorities in life so you can better manage your energy to do the work you love. Run a program where you get others to serve you. Monitor how long it takes you to finish projects so you can see how much time you spend neglecting yourself. Learn to limit your time by determining its value. So I hope this has given you some insight. You may need to go back and re-listen to this again and then re-listen to the category that you find yourself to be most resonated. And there's probably one or two. I know for myself, I'm definitely two of these. So go back and listen, take some notes, and then write yourself a few action plans that you can do based off of this podcast, because this podcast really is about procrastination. So if you go back and listen and you're like, okay, I need to make myself a list of two to three action items per day, go back and make that list for the next week to two weeks so that you can actually start putting this into practice so that you can start making shit happen in your life so that you can start achieving your goals. So this is one of my favorite topics. I personally, when I learned this in my coaching course, I watched this video session three times because I was procrastinating so hard in my life. And especially when you work from home or you're not as engaged in work as you used to be because you're working from home more or you're not in as many meetings or whatever it is, you're going to have to try and find that motivation from within yourself. So I hope this has helped. I hope you guys can shift yourself into creation and remember that taking a three inch step forward is better than doing absolutely nothing at all. And you're going to be perfectly imperfect. You're going to make mistakes. Not everybody's going to like you and love you and want to join your program and become a client or listen to your podcast or read your book. And that's okay. You should do it anyway. And once you do, you will thank yourself later because you'll be surprised at what the outcome truly is. Thank you so much for listening today, guys, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.